Well, look who's back, everybody. We're back. You all thought we were gone. You thought we quit. You said, this guy stopped doing it after 10 years of doing it. Finally, that stupid ass. We are back. Had a little bit of break uh, during the holidays. Had some traveling going on. It just had shit to do, everybody. But you know what? Can't stop a podcast. Just can't stop it. And, you know, I got the thing plugged in. I got the airboard and I got... Why not? I mean, I, I paid all this money for the shit. I'm not going to, I might as well have a show. And we got a great show for you today, everybody. Uh, we're gonna, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, for those of you who remember how the show goes, we opened the show with Let Me Ask You with our guest. And then, of course, did you hear stories from around the world that you may or may not have heard? And of course, Word Association, let's associate with the guests where I throw out a word or phrase and they get to tell me the first thing that comes to their mind. So without further ado, let's start with our guest today, my good friend and regular on the show, Mr. Steve Mudflat McGrew, and second time on the show, my friend and fellow comedian, Jeff Shaw. What's up, fellas? Hey, guys. Howdy! <laughs> we got Minnie <laughs> Pearl here, uh, everybody. Uh, welcome to the show, guys. It's been a long time. Uh, uh, I said Jeff I was on quit. probably about eight months ago. <laughs> yeah, dude, I just had one of those things where I'm like, all this stuff going on, all the traveling going on. I just like, I just, you know, and then I had somebody who canceled on me on, I won't mention it, but they would say, well, okay, I'm ready to do it. And then the night of the show, the day of the show, oh, I can't do it. I, I'm, I got COVID. Okay. That, I, what are you going to do? And then, okay, two weeks. Okay. Can you do it? Yeah, I'm great. I'm fine. Oh, I have uh, loop leprosy or leprosy. What the fuck? You know, I mean, every like, <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Like, like, can you tell me two days ago? Um, but nevertheless, uh, just a frustration. But I figured let's bring it back big with you two fellas on the show. It's a it's kind of a long haired show. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's the hippie show. The hippie podcast. Yeah, it's long hair just to cover up my red neck. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put See, the that's the way it is. With... Yeah, that's yeah, right. Let's get we, the we're band like back we... together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys look like rockers. I look like the drummer from fucking uh, uh, what was the um, uh, Night Ranger? You know. Oh, I was thinking oh, more Jelly like King. the. Uh, I was thinking more like the the Ruggles or something. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my favorite movies, man. The Ruggles? Yeah. Definitely the trousers. Yeah. <laughs> I think it might be better than Spinal Tap. I think so. Yeah. Really? Have you seen that movie, Dougie? It's, uh, it was I, like I, a Monty Python-associated uh, send-up of the Beatles, kind of like Spinal Tap treatment of the Beatles. No, I haven't, and I need to see it because, you know, you mentioned – a couple were like the somebody brought up the movie Animal House, which I hadn't seen in a long time. So I I, I went and just got it and watched it again. Um, and Spinal Tap has probably been decades since I've seen it, you know. And uh, but Ruggles, I'm gonna yeah, gotta check it out. It. We'll do it. Um, you know, I mentioned bands, and uh, you know, can a band succeed if the lead singer is the drummer? Can a front man be the drummer? I mean, really. <laughs> Yes. Only if Eagles he sings ballad. <laughs> well, the Eagles did it, but they had many other people singing. They had Joe Walsh, did, you know, um, Jeff, Glenn uh, what's his name? Uh, Glenn, Glenn Fry, and, and they had other people. But, you know, and I don't know why Benny Blades, who was the bass player for Night Ranger, didn't sing because he sang um, pretty much. 
but the the the, 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 the bass the guitar the uh, the drummer was like no i'm gonna sing it's i wrote it i'm gonna sing it and i'm like uh you know it's just well, kind of hard to watch it leave. and he mostly just sang a uh, ballads and then uh there was like uh you remember triumph from canada yeah their um their uh drummer sang songs but only the ones that never made it to the radio <laughs> yeah, kind of like, see. well, Ringo, Ringo did it once. I think Ringo, he, he sang Act Naturally or something like that for him. And yeah. Yellow Submarine. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. That's right. I, actually, that. I saw a band just recently. I've never seen it before. You know how typically a band lines up the guitar, singer, bass, drums in the back? It was actually set up in reverse. The drum was in front and the band was curved behind him and the drummer was the lead singer as a country band in Vegas. Oh wow. oh, wow. Do you remember the name of the band or? No, I don't. I, I should have paid more attention because it was like, wow, this is, this is different, you know, but that's all I remember. It was like, well, I've never seen a drummer out front. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, you know, now you can see Jeff has inspired by Night Ranger. Yeah, see, there you see? go. Uh, Jeff, has, Jeff has a guitar player. He's got several guitars in his background. I know uh, you've you've strummed uh, you've strummed some you've strummed some instruments, right there, Steve. You're, you play guitar as well. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got like six guitars in my office right next door to where I am here. Wow. But, but I, I have one guitar I have, left. I have not played my guitar since uh, my band broke up twelve years ago. I have not even picked up the guitar. Wow. It, and and I, I've seriously been thinking about going down to guitar city and go what do you give me for all of this you know well i was just saying before you came on the show i used to play guitar and i played in bands when i was younger and i had several guitars i had an ibanez destroyer a gibson es335 and uh sg uh you know and and just one day i just stopped playing and you know there's nothing worse than when you're actually pretty good at something and then you decline you know it's like and I would try to play and I would be like, oh, fuck. Because, you know, I, I fought. My problem is I play guitar. I play as a goalkeeper in soccer and I was a fighter. So, you know, eventually my hands would lose that dexterity, you know, to, to, yeah. to strum it and hold it. So then I'm like, you know, like now my wife bought me a, a Martin a Martin acoustic, you know, and I was trying to learn a few songs just so I could play them. I freak, up, freak out other comics because I got a pretty good voice and actually sing and, and, and play some songs and be like, oh, my God. And then, you know, I try to strum him and stuff and I get frustrated. I'm like, I may, I almost El Cabongo the guitar because I'm so mad because I can't <laughs> play it anymore. You know, that's the same as making love. I almost forgot how to make love, but that's a different well, story. It's, it's sort of the same thing. There's a, there's a comic named Chris uh, Bono. Do you know him at LA comic? But he's, mm -hmm. uh, uh, he started out down in Texas and he, and I, he's, he's a, an artist, a comic artist, does a lot of graphics that he sells and commissions like real art. And he and I were talking the other day because that's what I did before I did stand up. I was a cartoonist in Houston newspaper. And, uh, and and Chris said, "Yeah, I used to see your stuff when I was was little." And I, he always thought it was great that you know that a comic was actually getting paid to do art. And so I've tried to live recently to get back into art because I haven't drawn anything in years. That's what I went to college for. Yeah, it's the same thing. My hand was like. Man, did you forget what a face looks like? <laughs> you know, if, yeah. if you stop doing things, you just absolutely sort of lose it. Oh yeah, uh, Steve. And, and, do, you remember, and that's a uh, do you remember a comedian from San Diego by the name of Steve Kelly? He was a cartoonist for the San Diego Tribune. 
Yeah, I remember that. He did the editorial cartoons. Very, very right. Good. The political ones, yeah. Yeah, he was. He started doing a lot of stand-up. I, I always wondered if he was going to transition the same way. Like, I'm going to go make more money doing stand-up. I was always fascinated by comics who can sit in a hotel room and work on two paychecks, work on the rack for that night, and then also like either send in a column or a screenplay or a cartoon and make money. I always thought that was cool that comics had two revenue streams that they can work on while they're on the road at the same time. Yeah, that's 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 weird to me. It, it, I don't I don't know how it works. I don't, well, our, our fiduciary friend right here basically does that, but I. You know, there was so much time in hotel rooms that, that my wife would go, well, why don't you just sit down and finally write the book you've always wanted to write? What do you do all day? You know, just it, it's, it's hard to focus like that. It's hard to get your brain to go, I'm in a hotel room. I need to write the novel that I've always wanted to write. Yeah. Yeah, it, I'm it, one of those right. guys that I have, to, I have to do one project at a time. If I'm working on a book or working on, on something or – social media jokes or whatever i have to work on that if i'm working on my act i have to work on that like i can't i don't have enough you know i even try to divide my days between like you know booking and busy work and writing because i'm i have to focus on one thing well that's yeah, because it, multitasking it is, is not real you, you, you know people always talk about i'm multitasking science mm -hmm. has actually proved the multitasking is not real you actually stop doing what you're doing to do the other thing yeah, I read about that. So, yeah, so you're actually doing yourself a disservice. You're, you're tricking yourself into thinking that you're doing everything at once, whereas it's better, you're better off to just concentrate 100% on one thing, finish that, and move on to the next. Yeah. As my dad yeah, used to say, get it done and get it off your plate. Yeah. And, and you know, I'm, I'm like that. I, I like, I'm, I like that closure. You know, it's just, I, I get in that habit because I was, you know, like today I was, I was on my computer and I was doing my work, work, the fiduciary work. And then I'm like, Oh, you know what? I got to get my, I got to make sure I upload my, my outline. And then I walked away and then, and all of a sudden I came back and I completely forgot to do a trade and cost this client $30,000. No, I'm only kidding. But you know, but you're right because yeah, I, is he because really, you're right. Is he really only kidding? <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you guys aren't with the compliance department, are you? I, um, yeah, but it's no, worth because, it. Those yeah. are some great questions. Yeah, I think so. And you know what? I'm trying to find a way to blend them. Uh, I had Steve Trevino tell me, he says, look, man, he goes, he goes, I think you're funny, but I think you're missing the boat. I think it's very interesting I, I, that you're a licensed fiduciary managing millions of dollars and making million dollar decisions every day. And then you're on the, around the running around the country telling dick jokes. You know, I think you should be writing about that kind of stuff, you know, and I'm like, but I hate it. I mean, that's why I started doing comedy because I, I, I wanted to get away from that shit. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to find many, humor many in it. Fiduciaries is there? Not many. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I did a I did a conference for Farmers Bureau the other day, a, a corporate event, and I'm like, okay, uh -huh. I got to write some jokes. So the only joke I could remember, and I'll share it with you guys, was there was a time where I would call what's called the CD list. The bank would have these lists of millions of dollars coming due at the bank, and you'd have to call the you know the person, hey, you got a CD coming due? You're thinking about what you may want to do with it, you know. And this lady goes to me, she goes, son, did you graduate Harvard or the Wharton School of Finance? And I go, no. And I, she goes, well, why would I want to work with you as opposed to somebody who went to Harvard or the Wharton School of Finance? I go, you got a point there, Mrs. So-and-so, but had I graduated from Harvard 
or the Wharton School of Finance, I sure as hell wouldn't be calling you in fucking Tamarack, Florida now, would I? Um, <laughs> and that was my opening joke without the F-bomb uh, at the uh, vent. So, yeah. Well, you I know, fiduciary to... starts with the F letter, so I think that it's been all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there's a oh, douche in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you're right. And that's why I mentioned about the podcast. I took a little break from that because I, I got, I went nuts on social media. I started plugging out these little videos where uh, Ben, the producer, and I were talking about it. YouTube has these things called shorts now uh, where you can put these little under a minute little videos and they're getting like 2,500, 3,000, 4,000 views. I can't believe it. Uh, and I've gotten about 80 different uh, new subscribers and on my reels on Instagram at Dougie dangerous, by the way, uh, putting them out and I've got like a few hundred new followers on Instagram just from just putting these little 30 second clips out. Um, and I just focused on that. I just kept busting my ass and doing that. No multitasking. Just, I said, no podcast. I'm just going to put these videos out, you know? Well, you realize it takes less work to do that, to get better results. I got 10,000 new followers just by telling people I'm going to be on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. There's not even 10,000 people that watch this shit. All right. Well, I didn't have good. to do yeah. anything. I just, I just ride your coattails. All right. Well, good. Be, be sure that you have them come back and follow us. Um, uh, but that, that could be the thing that's sometimes, you know, discouraging. Like, like I, I like to, I like being good at what I do. So sometimes, you know, if I see, a, oh, maybe the podcast isn't getting that much, it isn't taken off the way I want or, you, know, you just kind of start getting a little discouraged about it. You know, I mean, who doesn't get mm -hmm. discouraged in comedy at times in this business, right? Right. Like, well, I've been the same thing. I my, my podcast, Remasculate, I've been doing it for a little over 10 years. And I, I think right now I might be at a, uh, a seven-month break. You know, the same thing. Oh, wow. It was like, you know, I've been doing this for, for as long as I have. And I started back before they were a lot of them were popular. And, and you think. Why am I busting my ass trying to get this done every week, an hour show? And same thing, get, guests will cancel at the last minute. And I think, you know, I just took a 30-second clip out of my stand-up from the Looney Bin, and I got 4,000 views. Yeah, the same, you yeah, know, you just exactly. start thinking, what am, I, what am I doing this for? Yeah, it, it, could be, it could be somewhat discouraging. Now, you, uh, you posted the other day about maybe doing some radio, getting back into to terrestrial radio. Yeah, uh, Michael Florwack, uh, another comic here in Denver, he had a radio show for years called Lewis and Florwack. And uh, he uh, reached out to me because, you know, he I used to do radio for 12 years here in Denver. And he was like, do you think we could have a market if we if we got together? I said, why not? Let's give it a shot. So we went in and yeah. recorded a bunch of fake, fake shows with a producer, and now he's sent them out to an agent, and we'll see, you know. Wow. Yeah. Wow, I, awesome, I, I love man. radio. I would love radio. I did the same thing with Reverend Bob Levy. Uh, Miami was hired. was looking for a morning radio show and we, we put together these clips and, and uh, we didn't get a call back, but uh, you never know what they're going to looking for. Um, all right. Let me the ask you, fellas, thing, like, that I, time told, is I told Wax because oh. he's been out of the radio biz for like 10 years now too. And I go, you know, things have changed a lot. The attitude of people has changed a lot. What they are going to allow, you know, like, oh, I can't believe you made fun of, you know, a rocking chair. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, the attitude now is like, 
you know, if you ever found your cat dead in a rocking chair, you'd never make fun of a rocking chair ever again. Because everybody's mm. just looking for something to be offended by today. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Jeff, you're pretty, your, your comedy is not like, neither one of you guys really get into much of that in your comedy. So, I mean, your jokes are pretty much, I, I can't, I don't think I've ever heard anything that was even remotely offensive from any of your jokes. Jeff. Um, no, I don't, I don't, I don't do political uh, humor either. I want, I don't want to divide my audience. I want everybody to like my show, not just the smart people. Yeah. <laughs> but uh if, if i if i do any uh political stuff or any socially where it's stuff where it's like i talk about how um uh how we shouldn't let politics you know come between us and our friends and family so i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about something that everyone can relate to and not like talk about my own personal opinions you, you know what i mean yeah so I can I can skirt around I can I can address an issue but how it affects everybody without so much like I talk about how um like I have all these Republican friends uh, I'm I'm not I'm not a liberal I'm like you know moderate Democrat maybe a light Republican but uh, I never like I never criticize my hardcore conservative friends on their political views uh, instead I just go to their homes uh, drink their beer eat their steaks swim in their pools because I'm a democrat and I don't let uh, politics get in the way of free stuff yeah <laughs> that's a good point <laughs> yeah exactly. so, see, uh, so that's so that, that that joke like that isn't really taking sides we kind of making yeah. fun of a, of a mindset and finding where we can you know because I want everyone to have a good time at the same time I don't want to just do fluff in my ass because, you know, I, I read the paper, I watch the news, and I have opinions on things. So I try to find a way to talk about things without, uh, about how I feel about things at a certain time, instead of trying to advance, like, my opinion or, you know, you know, or, or challenge other people's opinions. And it seems yeah, to work. I, even on cruise ships. I, I, uh, I've told Dougie the same thing that, that you, I, I don't do politics in my act. I don't do, uh, I, I believe that the, they came to laugh. And so why divide the audience? I've said that to him before, but, right. but I want, but I will, I'm, I'm very vocal in my social media. That's so, right. that's, you know, it's kind of like, this is, you know, it's divided. This is that and that's this, but I will never do it in my, my standup. Even when I was touring with the uh, Deplorables tour, I just did, uh, did stand up from a conservative point of view. It was nothing about slamming or making fun of it. It was just like, remember when we could do this? Remember when your kid could do this? You know, that kind of, it was very much an attitude more than just, you know, divisive joke. Well, I love that character you do um, with the, the beanie, you know, the pink beanie. Oh, li liberal this is kind of my homage to your character. Yeah, this is my homage <laughs> to your character. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, it, what I love about it is like there's a lot of like so-called uh, conservative comedians. I like I watch Gutfield, even though, you know, I watch Colbert and watch Seth Meyers. I like Gutfield because I believe that comedy should be even handed and everybody should have a voice. And if you can't take it, you shouldn't dish it out, you know, and uh, uh, and what I love about your character is it's got jokes. You, you've got, you, you have a point of view, but the thing is you can't make fun of other people's point of view if there's not a kernel of truth. So you take those little bits of truth and then you exaggerate them, you know, and, and I think anybody can relate to that. You know, it's just that when, when people are being, you know, um, 
they don't have that humility or they don't have that humanity, you know, when they're doing political humor and you're not, it's not tongue in cheek enough. That's when it, that's when it can turn people off, you know? Yeah. I mean, look how many people got turned off to late night, late night TV. A lot of people just can't even watch late night TV anymore for the most part, because the only real, the only real conservative voice you have is Gutfeld. And it's, it's, it's kind of, I just think it's amazing that he's winning the ratings against most of these guys, you know, with these network channels. Um, And I think uh, even though that's, uh, even though it's Fox news, um, I think that he is more tongue in cheek and um, is more playful with their humor, like uh, targeting the left than, than the, the liberal shows. You know, I don't, oh, yeah. when I watch Gutfield. I agree. Yeah, I think well, Gutfield you know, is more like I, playful. I have been on and around Fox News a lot over the past six years. And uh, Gutfield sometimes does jokes that even I'll go, ooh, ooh, I, they're going to let you get away with that one. And it's good that way. Because he's he is walking yeah. an edge that you know most conservatives like I didn't find that funny. Uh huh. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm. It's funny on the road. I'm hearing even comics bring coming up with Biden jokes, which is, you know, I I, I didn't think I was ever going to hear them, but they're telling and people are laughing. It's like you know, I mean, I mean, but how could you not? I mean, you know, you can make you know you make fun of Trump's hair. It's funny. You know, you make fun of his. I mean that that's just funny because it's 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 there. You know, and you gotta yeah. you have to yeah. laugh. You can't make fun of somebody you know. sniffing well, I children. Have, <laughs> I have notebooks filled with Biden jokes, but they're all in my garage. <laughs> right next, next to, to your Corvette. Corvette. <laughs> uh-huh. I was gonna ask you, fellas, it's, a part it's, of our, it's our, it's our Barbie Corvette, but it's still a Corvette. <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless. You know, I was gonna ask you guys about that if any of you guys had classified documents in your in your dwellings there that we need to worry about. Um if, if um, wouldn't just, you agree just, with go ahead just Jeff. my certificate for the uh taylor swift fan club and my sign eight by ten like i i was going through the magazine rack next to the toilet looking for something to read and i found one it's odd so. yeah exactly I, I was looking i was looking for my old uh, insurance policy and i found uh, nuclear codes uh, that i'd gotten somehow um <laughs> you know, but I think what, it, what is interesting about it is I think if anything, what's happened with that recent story and, you know, at Pence is that it really is much ado about nothing. You know, it's like everybody, it's almost every politician seemed to have had this shit, um, you know, one way or the other, you know, and, and it's just like, let's let, you know, let's let's kind of figure this shit out. Um, well, well, I, think speaking they wanted, of, I think they thought they were going to get Trump on it. I think they thought this is something. We can use, but they didn't realize everybody does. Yes, as I as I wrote on Facebook, I said I think I'm beginning to believe that uh, classified um, documents are the um, executive branch equivalent of uh, extra ketchup packets in a junk drawer. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Who doesn't take all, that? All, all all high level government officials have them lying around someplace. Well, so I, I right. forgot who it was, but somebody the other night was talking about there's like a close to a billion documents that are that are classified and that they were saying that they classify way too much stuff in in, in Washington yeah. now because everything's secretive and it's it's not it's not as top secret as classified as it should be. You know, it'd be like 
Yeah, what brand of toothpaste does the president use? Nobody needs to know that. Nobody needs to know that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, meanwhile, most Americans should just be happy that they are brushing their teeth. Um, mm -hmm. You know, speaking of and humor you know, and. Mike Pence, they said they had classified documents. It turns out uh, it was just the classifieds. He was looking for a job. So <laughs> yeah, <I was> <laughs> he got that story wrong. And he had male stripper checked off. Um, <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? But in, anyway, and part of my, let me ask you, uh, I, me I mentioned this, but I don't know if you guys had heard, but, um, but uh, speaking of controversial, but Bill Cosby's going to hit the road this year. And, um, Oh, wow. You know, I don't know if you knew that, well, but I'm glad. he's going to go on tour. Well, I'm glad he'll be performing again. Now he can uh, go back to putting people to sleep the old fashioned way. <laughs> oh, you did it. Oh, my God. I can't believe he said that about Cosby. Oh, <laughs> he said it about the OG. <laughs> now my my question is are people going to go are people are, are you know are they and if they do go are they going to really let him go unhindered like they're like people going to start screaming shit out at him and stuff you think i mean is it going to be a mess and what's no, the over under because i think his audience is going to be older anyway and more polite it's not going to be he doesn't he's not having the the gen zers coming to his show going Dude, the story about Noah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the social warrior is going to be able to afford the ticket. That might be a good way to keep him out, right? Two hundred bucks, two hundred fifty bucks a ticket, um, if not more. Uh, or you, I just you think just it's interesting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get a free Cosmopolitan with every uh, ticket. Uh, bring yeah, your favorite. He's girl. the only performer that if you if you take the backstage experience, he pays you. <laughs> yeah. Can I get He's you something like to drink? A... No, thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All the drinks served at his comedy uh, at his comedy show will have a cover on it. Um, you know, uh, I, it's just amazing. It's like, yeah, I, I asked this on my show uh, a few shows back. Like, would any would would you see a Will Smith movie again? Like, I won't pay. I won't ever pay to see a Will Smith I movie ever again. Yeah. No, I won't pay. I, that's just that's just something I felt, you know. Um, mind you, I wouldn't well, pay I, for I, a movie to well, see I, The Rock again I've, either. But I've lost, I've lost all attraction to movies. I was addicted to movies. I seriously would go two or three times a week before COVID, and now I I, I don't see any need to to pay for something. I, I I'm not entertained at the movies anymore. There there hasn't been a good one. When I watch ads for it, I go, eh, I don't need to see this. It's like something yeah. inside me broke. I love it when they show some piece of crap movie and they go, America's number one movie. Yeah, well, Denny's yeah. is America's number one diet. <laughs> <You know? laughs> exactly. Yeah. The bar's not that high. <laughs> yeah. If you're used to eating Velveeta, you think that's the only cheese. Now, the, yeah, the last movie yeah. I paid to see is I went to see the uh, Avatar movie because it was in 3D and I wanted the whole experience. That, that truly was amazing. Right. I mean, just from a technical point of view. Yeah, but how was the, the original movie? one or the last no. one? The new one. I thought it was. I thought it was. It was. It was amazing, at least visually. Yeah, you but know, the, the story wise. Yeah, the story wise was great. I think they put. Uh, it was. Um, they put. This was more of a labor of love, I think, than the first one. The first one 
was a great movie, but it was like uh, he sat with these characters for the past 15 years or so. And so um, I think as far as, you know, typical, you know, um, science fiction mythology type of, you know, you know, that, you know, talking about family and honor and community, you know, all those themes that are always woven into so science fiction movies. It did a great job. And the, and, and, and the characters, the way that they filmed it with the uh, stop near you know, those motion sensors, you know, I mean, those, those characters look so human. So I thought they did a great yeah. job with it, but I'm, I, you know, I'm not going to go see an Adam Sandler movie in, in, in a movie theater. All that stuff I watch on Netflix, but something like that, that's a spectacle where you want to see it on yeah. the big screen. I'll go, I'll go see it. Yeah, like but I can't that, wait that, those, to go see 80 for Braden. I'm taking my 80. mom to see that. <laughs> like, I can hardly wait to see Jane Fonda's hair in IMAX. Woo! Oh my god. Woo -hoo! You know, I, I, I mentioned this I mentioned this once before, but uh uh Jane Fonda was on Howard Stern a year ago, about probably about a year ago. And if you listen to the if you can still get it, if you can go download it. She actually slips and admits that she knew the pandemic was coming. Um, you know, there's, really? there's there's folks that yeah. She goes, well, you knew it was going to happen and stuff, but we didn't. You know, but it kind of and you know, of course, Howard didn't key in on it. And I remember trying to get back and, and download it again, but it, she comes out and said, you know, we knew it was it was coming and stuff like that. You know, she's an Illuminati pawn. I mean, let's not let's face it. Ted Turner, they they own millions of acres in in uh, in Montana. You know, which is basically the safe land in this country if the when the, which is one of the stories we're going to talk about today, when, when the when the when the asteroid hits, uh, you know, you want to be in a certain part of a, a ge uh, geography. Um, speaking of controversy, I don't know if you guys saw it. We got to talk about it. The uh, tire uh, tire Nichols uh, police beating. Um, you know, we can't we can't go a year or some time without some major, you know, uh, faux pas, major fucking blemish on the police department which this time was a little different because it wasn't a white man or white men beating up a black man. It was a bunch of black men beating up a black guy. And for somehow they're still talking, calling it racist, you know, for this to occur. Um, when, uh, you know, to me, this has nothing to do with training. This has to do with oversight. This is not about training anymore with this particular case. This is about oversight of, uh, of, of, uh, of police officers, uh, getting a little too powerful, a little too big in their britches. I, I I have been thinking about this how they everything has to have a be a major problem it has to be a, a systemic problem it has to be part of the whole and to me that's we've removed per, personal responsibility out of everything and so we can't just blame the five guys we can't, we can't just go those are five fucked up police we we have to go so this is the problem with the entire police you know yeah. what I mean? The attitude of people. You can't just say, look, the, the guy is bad. Yeah. Does that make well, sense? I was about to the you? post. That's what I, yeah. 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 Everybody Absolutely. wants to blame the bigger. It's a bigger problem. No, it's not. Yeah. It's five bad. It's five bad cops. Well, I was there about to post something elite. on social media. I was, I was, about, the, I was about to post something. Hold on one second. I was going to say, I was going to post something real quick about that in the sense that, all right, tell me what's worse, bad policing or crime. You know what I mean? There's, there's obviously crime is a bigger problem than bad policing. 
So you just can't get rid of police. We got to get rid of crime and then you don't have to worry about police. That would be the normal way of going. Right. But I was worried if I posted that somebody say you're just defending them fucking guys. You know, again, every mob mentality. Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. But but, you know, to go back to to go back to what you're saying about the bigger problem of crime, because my, my grandfather was a police officer and been around it, is that a lot of times these guys and this is not going to go, oh, my God, he's defending them again. This is the police in, in, in general, is that they're, they haven't been allowed to do their job for so long. A lot of them aren't bad. They're just really frustrated. Yeah. So I'm not talking about those five. I'm talking about in general. A lot of cops are quitting right. because they can't do their job. That's, that increases more crime. Instead of just being able to keep crime down, you know, don't turn them loose. Yeah. And the thing I'm worried there. about is, is when you see, uh, you know, police officers, professionals who are highly trained and experienced, uh, they make mistakes, you know, which is only human. Uh, what's going to happen if all the good guys are like, you know, are dissuaded from staying on the force or, you know, or, exactly. or go someplace else? How are we going to see um, if we see how like guys that are suited for the job, how they can make mistakes on a job? What's going to happen when you get people who aren't suited for the job because they're the only ones that are going to take it? You right. Know? Because it well, takes, it, they it, said. Well, also, too, I, I try to always remember that context is key and you don't know what it's like unless you're in somebody's shoes. And first of all, when you're a police officer, you are putting your life on the line every day. And it, it takes a certain type of person to be able to face that danger and also to put with all the difficult aspects of doing that job. And if you have the strength, the courage and the personality where you can walk into that um, into that every day, uh, uh, you also have the personality that you can overreact, you can uh, yeah. behave in a way because guys like this are supercharged when they go into you know these situations and you know sometimes when you have somebody who's brave enough to do a very difficult job you're also going to have somebody who might be uh rash or impulsive or maybe uh over emotional maybe in a time of crisis so it's a, it's about finding a balance you know, and also too, yeah. you don't know what how you're going to react when you're in a face a situation like that. Yeah, you know, somebody should well, tell I, Joe I, Biden that when I he says, uh, get "Rid of is the attitude that that they're they're after me." Like, you know, I was telling this somebody the other day. I was helping my son move a while back, and I had my truck loaded up with a bunch of stuff, and I got pulled over because there'd been a bunch of robberies in the neighborhood, and I got pulled over checked out when you know did everything right why did i get stopped because there was stuff going on but i could i could have been like you stopped me because i got long hair you probably thought i had dope in my car you know what i mean well yeah. they did they did they did check you they did they, they did do a full well, body they did, but i'm saying that's not the, that's not shouldn't be the first thing out of your head out of curiosity where did you hide the dope that they didn't find it yeah Exactly. Well, I'm in Colorado, it's legal. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> exactly. I think that's a great point. Uh, this this political hack, I think his name is Robert Reich. Uh, I always drill him on his uh, Twitter post, but he said, because there's this thing about immunity to police officers about not being sued, you know, and uh, he says they should get rid of that. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're all you're good. 
you, it's such a stupid fucking thing because like Jeff mentioned, if you take that immunity away, then good cops are going to go, fuck this. If, if people, any, I can get sued over any little fucking thing. I'm not going to risk that. You know, I'm not going to take a yeah. chance. On you my could character. accidentally like, try to put a handcuffs on somebody. You try to you accidentally break a finger. I don't mean that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you weren't Actually, overdoing you know, it. $200,000. Like, Ow, sorry. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it, it is a very concerning topic in, in that because there are there are you saying the recruitment of, of police officers like in the like in the military recruitment's off you know we, well, let me, we got let me ask you guys this, this. let me ask you does this make any sense to to anybody with any common sense that you would you would allow people to steal anything under a thousand dollars and it's okay it's ridiculous you know what yeah. I mean? That's that's it's ridiculous, and and we could agree from both both all angles. If you break the law, you should go to jail. There should be none of this. Well, it was under a thousand dollars, so you know, steal a rack of clothes. Yeah. Well, one of the functions of 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 laws are supposed to like help um, to uh, what I'm looking for uh, to reinforce social values. And one of exactly. one of the social values that we all that we all agree upon is that you don't take something that doesn't belong to you. And when you when you when you create a, a law like this, you are you're putting an end to reinforcing that social value. And a whole new generation of people are going to think, well, it's okay because it's a certain amount. And then that yeah. that mindset is just going to like it's just going to uh, make its way into other aspects of society. You know, yeah, because well, like you me, just said, Jeff, like a, because it's, that it's, it, a, it's a gateway drug. Right. Yeah. And like Jeff said, that's you know, what hey, happens. If I can get away that, with this, I can get away with that. If I got away with that, that's what that's what causes bit. that's what causes such behavior is justification. You know, I remember a couple few years ago, this one kid got shot. It was in Florida. The news young black kid got shot. The homeowner had a gun. The guy was breaking into the house and the kid got shot. And his sister said all he wanted was he wanted he needed money so he could buy Nikes. So you can justify the act any way you want. You know, that's the thing. It's easier for humanity to say, oh, I did it for this reason. You know, oh, I, you know, I beat the person because of this or I stole the, you know, well, you know, and it's there's enough of that it exists without it being further being, you know, exploited by by the laws. Like like you just mentioned about, oh, if it's under a thousand bucks, it should it's OK. Um, speaking of money, by the way, let me ask you guys. Oh, we lost. Uh, let me see. Uh, there we go. You're back. I don't know what happened. Um, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of money, uh, in the recent uh, months or so, Elon Musk lost over two hundred two billion dollars out of his net as wealth. Uh, let me ask you both: um, What's the biggest amount of wealth or value you've ever lost, Jeff? Oh, um, uh, this last December and January, I've lost thousands and thousands of dollars with the, with the work because I was hospitalized twice. So I lost all my work for December and January, which would have been two of my best December and January's ever. So you know, over 20 grand worth of, uh, worth of work. But, you know, um, but uh, at least I'm in a situation where I've got good health insurance, you know, and I could take right. the hit without being ruined, you know, because I've saved my money and I've, I've always had good health insurance and stuff. So, uh, but yeah, this has been rough the past couple of months. I had a uh, diverticulitis in, uh, in this, in December. 
Um, I survived a worldwide pandemic without so much as a sniffle, only to be taken out by a pumpkin seed. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and and then um, two weeks ago, I was hospitalized with appendicitis. And then I'm going to lose more work next uh, week when I get my hysterectomy. So uh, I hope I'm um, out of the woods. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Yeah. That's amazing. How about you? Yeah. Steve? there are going to be people mad that I call it a hysterectomy that I didn't say hysterectomy. <laughs> exactly. How dare you? How dare you? Well, other than losing a, a ton of money for two years under the pandemic, I mean that was that was two years big time loss. Yeah. As a, a, you know, as a as a, uh, a self employed entertainer, if you can't do anything, that was two years of living off my savings, which would have been my retirement. So that that was a a big giant hit, but the uh, the the one you're talking about losing money. Uh, recently, I was cleaning out my office uh, that I haven't done in years. I, I set it up and I was moving a printer that's been sitting there probably twelve years, and uh, I found a uncashed check from a comedy club for seventeen hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And see, and it was dated back when I was doing radio. So it was one of those checks. It was just extra, extra money that I'd made on the weekend. And in my head, I was like, where's that check? I've got to pay the house note, you know? Yeah. Right. But I, well, it's I too late. Right. I you contacted can't... the club owner and he was like, ha, ha, ha. that's too bad. Ain't it? <laughs> yeah. it was only like, you know, it's like 10 years ago. The check was dated like 10 years. Yeah, wow. they won't cash it. Oh, that's interesting, though. Yeah, call them up. If the I was just going to ask you if the club was still open, and if it was open, they they should have made it good. You know, they should have said, "Look, no, that's what I thought to too." Okay. But I, I won't say his name because we're still friends, sorta. Oh, <laughs> for now. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I would. I would have just freaked out. I mean, if I find like a three dollar off CVS coupon that's expired, I freak out. <laughs> Well, that, I can't that, that happens to me a lot. Oh my God. You know, well, talking, that happens sometimes. Talking about, coup- talking about coupons. I ever, we get these things in the, you know, in, in the mail for like, you know, two, two burgers from Carl's Jr. for $3. And, you know, and I, I, I save those things and I never use them. But I, I constantly, I'll go, oh yeah, I, I want to try that new spicy chicken <laughs> down there, two for six or and I never do it. Yeah. The important thing with that is placement. Like, like I was always, I love Arby. So they would have, you know, get five Arby sandwiches for $5. And I'm like, okay, well, I, I can't just put the coupon in my wallet or my pocket because I wash my pants. Right. And then, okay, you want to put it in my car. Cause that's when I usually will get Arby's if I'm in my car, you know, so I'll put it like in the ashtray or in the, in the center console thing. And then, like yeah. you said, next thing you know, you're looking for something in your center console. They got 14 fucking Arby's coupons in there. I'm like, God dang it. I never went to Arby's. Um, they, they expired yeah. back in October. <laughs> it's like I have $90 worth of change in my change drawer in the car. But every time I go into a convenience <laughs> store and buy something that's like, you know, $7.23, I never remember to take my change with me. Yeah. Yeah, and now your car is getting worse gas mileage because all the weight of the fucking yeah. change. <laughs> well, you know, the uh, the gas station by my house 
they're so aware of, of, of like with your situation with like you just said they actually have a jar now that's just full of change and you just take yeah. out what you what you need it's 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 been really like because i never had like you know seven dollars and 22 cents i'm like don't have it don't worry we got it yeah awesome. i like that, that. started I, keeping by the cash register I, I like that because i've i've taken and i've given you know what I mean? I've gotten changed 45 cents. I'll just put in that little thing, like a little, like a little dish they have right there here. Just use it, yeah. you know, put it there. So you can tell that's what they do. And then, cause I've, I've, I've I was always like, Oh, I'm not going to put my change inflation and shit. And then a couple of times like, Oh, it's seven. Like you just said, I'm like, Oh, here's take 30 cents from here. I'm like, Oh, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to partake in this from now on. I'm, I'm going to be, a, I'm going to be a giver, not just a taker. Yeah. Um, that's true. Um, and then, then right. if you take it to coin star, you know, um, Coinstar, they try to charge you like commission, like, you know, that's higher than like, you know, the comedy zones in the 80s. You know, it's like, it just, <laughs> it's like, you know, like, like you can either get all your money in Starbucks gifts cards that aren't accepted at any Starbucks, or you can pay like a 50% commission and get cash. Well, I always yeah. check the coins. I always check the Coinstar coin return. Because a lot of people uh -huh. don't check, you'll you'll find like bent dimes and Canadian money and uh, pieces of jewelry. Seriously, every time you walk past a coin store, look down in there. There's going to be something that fell out. Yeah, and, and by the way, we're talking to a man who has a metal detector, and that goes out and hunts shit. Uh, you know, uh, you wouldn't need a metal detector if you cashed those checks on time. And, and by the way, that happens more often. No <laughs> wonder he's fucking bought a metal detector. He's fucking leaving checks in his pillowcases and shit. This pillow isn't stuffy enough. I need some more paper. Uh, I do that. I do, I do that all the time because my, you know, now with the new banking system, I can, can I can deposit a check on my phone. So I'll deposit the check and I'll put it in my briefcase or something, you know, because in case it doesn't go through. And then like two weeks later, I'll go, oh, fuck, did I cash this check? I can't remember. I have to go on my computer. And check and see if I did cash it or not, you know, so I can see that happening. A lot of, a lot um, of checks now, if you look at the back, have a little square that says you've, you've uh, mobile deposit. You can check it. A lot of checks have that now. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I think I've, I think, I think it's, a, yeah, so you can check it off that you did it while well, you save it. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so yeah. much, Steve, for helping the fiduciary with a money matter. Um, Glad to help. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always I'm always calling you for financial advice, Dougie. I, I I need to be asking the man who leaves checks lying around for ten years. That's the guy I need to talk <laughs> exactly. to. Yeah. yeah, he's got so much I money he leaves it around. Info, my uh my my purchase doesn't go through. My uh, <laughs> he'll he'll just say put you, put this much amount on it. If it hits that, then it'll sell or buy. And mine just sits there for weeks at a time. <laughs> Limit orders. Yeah, I feel bad. The last bit of a stock advice I gave him didn't go so well. So, um, yeah, I'm real bad about that. Fubo. I think I told him to buy Fubo. Um, you did. I did tell you to buy Fubo. I think we bought it around 18 or something. It's at two bucks. Um, yeah. Well, don't Fubo so bad. Um, Are you talking right, about the, speaking... the urban activewear, Fubo? What are you talking about? No, it's Fubo. Fubo is like Roku. It's like a... Uh, like one of those streaming oh. uh, channels and stuff that you can. Yeah. Um, but it was supposed to be more sports yeah. oriented. Right. Ah, okay. Yeah. And they, yeah. They actually did well. We, we, 
for when we did buy it, we bought it around 15 or something up to the 40s and stuff and we sold then went back down to 15 14 okay it's gonna have another run and it just kind of fell apart um but nevertheless hey speaking of uh, uh questions if you could travel through time would you go back into the past or would you go into the future jeff i would go into the future and then buy a time machine, then go back into the past and into the future, so I wouldn't have to answer your question. Brilliant! <laughs> there you go. Brilliant! That's, pretty, that's like the joke. If you have three wishes, what would you wish for? I, I'd wish for thirteen more wishes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Steve. Yeah, like I watch these I, time machine movies. Like I, I just got a root canal the other day, and getting a root canal like like takes like squashes any dreams i had of going back in the past and being a cowboy or a pirate i yes. I, I don't i don't want to go back any further in time before novocaine was invented <laughs> that's a good point <laughs> toilet paper yeah, I, was, I was just watching an episode of of uh rawhide the other day and they went into the the dentist in the saloon to get a tooth pulled and uh <laughs> i thought no I've had it pulled under sedation and it hurt worse than your, your acting right there. You know? Yeah. That, that, that guy, I should have been like, ah, ah. <laughs> Did you guys yeah. ever watch the, um, the Ben Stiller show that was like on back in the, on the nineties? Uh, they had one of the I funniest mean. sketches ever. It, it was see average time traveler. And it was a bunch of these high school kids that were bad in history. They discovered a time machine like in somebody's basement or in the school or something. So they traveled back in a time like the 1700s. And so like when the founding fathers were found out that they were from like the 1990s, they were asking them all these questions to help them win the, 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 the Revolutionary War. And none of the kids knew any of the answers. <laughs> so, so they couldn't help them project the future five years ago. I don't know. Are you, are you the guy with the wooden teeth or is that the other guy? <laughs> exactly. Who's sleeping with like the horror? Average time traveler. It was great. Well, you know, you're talking about the C, the C average. When you when you watch these videos, like uh, uh, Stephen Crowder does them, and some of the other people, these man on the streets, where they ask the random oh, questions. Brilliant. You know, yeah. they how how do people how did they get out of school this stupid? I I don't understand it. I mean, how do yeah. you? I don't understand the level of stupidity. I was I was not a great student. I, I I have higher capabilities than my grades. I was lazy, but I'm smart enough to know who presidents are, state capitals, countries. I can point them on. You know. Yeah. The, how do people make it through life when you go? I I, I don't know. I don't know who the president is. Yeah. I don't know. Those are always amazing. I was yeah, always thought like that when I went. I always thought that when I went to college. You know. Like, I remember in college, you'd meet people in college, like, how the fuck did this person get into college? And then, then my buddy reminded me, he goes, hey, you, don't you remember uh, so-and-so took my uh, SATs for me? I go, oh, that's right. You guys <laughs> scammed the system. Um, but th those, those man on the street things or person on the street things, they say, it's very revealing of the ignorance, you know what I mean, that, that's out there. And uh, I mean, hell. You know, like I, like I said, there's ignorance everywhere. You know, we talk about the, the, the shooting thing. You know, President Biden mentioned not too long ago, why is it cops that always shoot to kill? Why don't they shoot in the leg or something? And, you know, I'm just thinking like, oh, my God, you know, like 
this is this is the this is the president of the United States making a comment that's only going to it's only going to rile up the hoople heads, you know. Yeah. And like Jeff, you said, like hoople no one ever been like in that. if you never if you've never been in that situation, you know. I have a gun, I carry a gun, and I'm taught when I pull the gun, it's to use it for deadly force. It's not the only reason I'm going to pull the gun out is because a life is being threatened, and and you know what I mean. So you know, oh, I'm going to pull out and shoot him in the leg. You know, it's just it's always it's always that the hoople heads that'll say something like that, like, oh, why did they shoot him in the leg, or why did they do that? And it's well, like when you take a concealed carry course, they teach you to empty your weapon until the target's on the ground. Yeah, I've got. I mean, I have I've my been concealed on, carry. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been on patrols with cops, and I've seen that happen. You know, where the the, cop, the person was shot, and they still came at him and stabbed the person. You know, you you, you, you never know. Someone's high on angel dust. You know, you you could put put bullet six bullets in the guy's chest. You know, and, and they could still come at you. You know. That's the thing. When the minute you draw the weapon, you you're drawing it because your life is threatened, and you're not gonna you, you're not gonna sit there and this isn't Star Trek. Oh, I'm gonna set for stun. You know, I'm gonna set for fucking stun. <laughs> you know, that's, that's why President I thought United that, uh, Anthony from opening Anthony. I always thought he got a raw deal because they showed such constraint. You know, to to be carrying a weapon and to be in a situation where someone is laying hands on you and you're in a violent situation, but still knowing that it hasn't escalated to the point. You know, I'm always fascinated by people who have been in like fights or they've been mugged or been robbed and they decided that even though they're going to get their butt kicked, they didn't need to draw their weapon. You know, and um, and uh, because I think people, the more trained you are and the more comfortable you are with a weapon and more you've been uh, around, you know, guns your entire life, uh, especially if you have training, you know that it's not you, you only pull it out when you absolutely necessarily need it. You know, yeah. and so that's why it's not like, uh, oh, I think I'm going to shoot him in the leg to st slow this guy down. That would never cross somebody's mind who's a trained uh, weapons expert. No, you have to you have to yeah. you have to take out the threat. That's what it's for. You take yeah. out you remove the threat. Well, you know, yeah. it's it's great to hear you making sense like that, Jeff, because uh, another comic, another comic friend of mine, uh, you know, liberals, we can get a, we can get along. We were he was talking about gun control and how we need more gun laws. And and uh, and I'm like, we got a lot of laws. We, we need to enforce laws. We need we need to. Right. We, he were, we were going through this whole thing like, you know, criminals don't follow that. They don't follow the laws. The laws are not for them. And and, uh, and he goes, well, you know, not everybody should be carrying a gun. And I go, I have one on me right now. And he goes, you do not. And I pulled my jacket back and I've got my got my gun on. And he goes. Well, that that's different. You're you're trained, and I go, yeah. That's I took the training <laughs> class. That's what if that's a thing we should be doing. But you removed that yeah. from the schools. Schools used to have shooting classes, right? So, so there's this whole thing. You know, it's it's like people want to have these feel good attitudes when really the truth is what matters. Yeah, and like uh. And like you know the, the, that 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 story in the news recently where the six year old brought the gun in, that never yeah. would have happened if if one person had listened to that, that the the teachers. The, the moment somebody said, "Hey, we think this child has a gun," that that should have been taken care of. But that that was like they kept ignoring that, kept ignoring it, and now all these people are the principals being reassigned to another district where they can make another boneheaded uh, decision like that. 
But uh, yeah. so many times people are have the, 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 there's a time where a decision can be made to prevent a tragedy and people just don't have the, 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 the training that might make the right decision. And well, a yeah. lot and that's, of those that's I, a lot of those the same thing. You know, the people talk about the mass shootings. Almost every one of those has had the red flag before the shooting. Almost every one of them, they'll go, he was on our radar, or he had already been arrested for this, or yeah, we knew his mom had reported him as having trouble, but no one's ever stepped up. You know what I mean? Everybody's yeah. afraid to like, well, we can't arrest them. What are we gonna say? What are we gonna, just take them out. It is a bit of a, it is a bit of a challenge. It is a bit of a challenge. Like we said, people are saying we need more laws, but at the same time, no, we, we have to be able to enforce the laws without being accused of being uh, discriminatory with those laws or, you know, a lack of empathy, you know, and all this shit when it comes to somebody who breaks the law, you know, and, you know, you can't have both. You can't have, you know, I say this to somebody, I go, look, you have all this bullying when the, when the Parkland shooting happened, I go, listen, this is not about guns. This is about humanity and the lack of it. You know, you know, you got, you got these kids that are just fucking ruthless. You know, for the most part, I'm not surprised that I see shootings in schools because you watch the way the kids are in schools and most of them are fucking pricks. You know, most of these kids are just just evil fucking people, you know, and, and then, of course, the news gets it and like, oh, these poor kids got shot. But meanwhile, you know, if you had a recorder on some of these kids during the day, oh, that fat cunt, you know, um, you know, these kids are just fucking ruthless and they wonder why people are getting shot. And then, you know, at the after effect is like, oh, I can't believe this is happening. Well, people don't respect people anymore. People don't yeah. give a shit about listening to people well, they don't anymore. They don't respect life. They don't respect the, the life itself, you know? Yeah. One of, one of the things that, like, everybody knows about the Columbine shooting in Colorado. That was one of the big ones, Columbine. But no one talks about the fact that those kids had pipe bombs. Those two guys had made pipe bombs. And everybody went after guns. But nobody was going, outlaw PVC. You can't make pipe bombs. Right. Because guns are the easy thing. When it really was the kids. Their attitude was they yeah. wanted to kill people, they, whether it was a gun yeah. or with a pipe bomb. Yeah, it, it's, you know, it, and that's what I said about policing earlier. I go, we want to focus on bad police, but we're going to completely ignore the horrible crime. You know, there's a lot more bad crime going on than there is bad cops. And, you know, this is that's where we need to focus our attention. And uh, and like you, and Jeff was saying, too, you know, people, the police officers, I've known I've known a lot of police officers. And, you know, you can become you're, you can become emotionally tarnished dealing with the scumbags every day and shit, you know, you can eventually become, you know, tainted in, in your, in your philosophies and stuff, you know, Oh, that cop was racist. Well, sometimes you got to ask, why is that person like that? You know, what have they gone through in the last two, three years, five years and six years, you know, it may not be wealth. You know, like I said, it may not be justifiable, but you got to understand that, you know, you know, that, you know, that's why I'm saying oversight sometimes, not just training. It's just oversight. You get most cops know how to be fucking trained. They know what they're doing. But after like, you know, how often are you being trained? You know, how often are you being tested psychologically, you know, to, excuse me, to handle shit like that? You know, you know, it's like you, you got to be able to do it. All right. We're going to move on. Um, we had some other things here about aliens and shit, but screw that. Let's get to um, let's get to uh, did you hear this was we got some great stories I want to get to before we go. And then, of course, word association, I'll cut them down. But, you know, again, talk about lack of uh, but this this to me was like the epitome of just ridiculousness. But uh, illegal immigrants in New York City refused to leave taxpayer funded hotel for the migrant center. Like, oh, that's not good enough for me. I mean, this is 
this is kind of like when this is like in the in the LGBTQ fight for equality and stuff, which I respect and I want everybody to be treated equally. You know, they they started losing it when they started fucking with kids and the sexuality of kids. This is what's kind of now separating, you know, these drag shows and stuff. This is what's causing the average person to go, wait a minute, I'm no longer part of your cause because you're going a little far. This is where the immigration, got, as, 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 uh, as I said, has jumped the shark. Now you have people that have come into this country illegally, did not respect the laws of our country, and now they're saying, oh, you got to put me in a fucking five-star hotel. I'm not going to go to some fucking shelter. I mean, this you know, is the... You know how you get those people out of there? I'll tell you how you get those, uh, those immigrants out of that hotel. You take every uh, naturalized Indian American uh, hotel owner that's owned any Super 8 that I've <laughs> stayed in over the years, and you send them to New York, I guarantee you those immigrants won't stay a second past 11 a.m. No. No late <laughs> checkout here, fucker. <laughs> so so you, stay, you stayed at the Curry Cottage, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's so fucking true oh my god I, I i won't have time for it now but i i remind me to tell you guys how i got out of a uh 250 smoking in the uh hotel room uh indian guy was gonna he was gonna beat the shit out of me he's like yo i'm gonna kick you out i'm gonna force you out of that hotel and then when i said he gave me the 250 fine i said i went to the front desk i go well i wonder if how best western is going to feel when i t- show him the recording of you fit you're know, harming me you know, threatening me with physical harm, you know, throwing me out of a hotel and I got a bad neck and a, and a bad back. Um, but, you know, unbelievable, right? I mean, it's just unbelievable. This, this is, uh, uh, this is well, where we're at. Here, here's what it does, what made me think about it when I saw that story is because all of a sudden I don't feel bad for him anymore. And, and maybe, just maybe, they're lying about where they're coming from and their journey. Maybe their journey wasn't as across four four countries because if if I walked across Guatemala, Honduras, Mexico, uh, I I might go. Can I sleep in that tent? Because my life has been hell for the past year. Yeah, yeah, agreed. That's um, a good point. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's where the that I think th- this is the kind of I think what you're going to see is more of that. You know, that's been. Again, the enabling of the and the sorrow feeling for shit. But every once in a while, look, man, enough is enough. You, you know, I feel bad for myself, my family, you know, those who have been dealt the bad hand, you know. But this is kind of like you're exactly right. Um, well, like, speaking well, I of uh, bad, agree, I think we could all agree that our our empathy level. We've all had empathy. I, I we all feel bad for somebody. I was raised in the church. You're supposed to help other people. But when all of a sudden you realize it, it's we're not helping anybody with anything. We're all being taken advantage of. We're all getting our our tax money taken from us and wasted. We're we're seeing all this stuff. Our level of tolerance is up right at the. I'm right at that fuck you level. I don't, I don't give a shit about yeah. hardly anything or anybody anymore. Yeah. Exactly. It's almost like when you you know you give you give somebody a homeless person money. And then you, you see them go take the money and they buy drugs or a beer or a fucking bottle of wine. You're like, what, what am I doing? I'm just prolonging. What am I doing? Well, um, the, the, that happened to me not long ago in Chicago. There was a homeless guy at, out on the street begging for want for food. And I had come out of the, uh, the KFC and bought a two-piece and gave it to him. He threw it in the trash and, and said, I need money for a drink. 
Well, just have that honesty on your side, or at least take the thing and say thank you. You know, eat it. But yeah, it makes you go. Yeah. I'm not doing this again for anybody. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's a tra. It's you know, listen. The homeless thing's tragic. You know, and I've I've still go to the thing. Look, we got two and a half million homeless children on our streets. I, I'd rather worry about them than I would an immigrant coming in this country uh, at this point. Um, all right. Uh, I'm going to go into a whole different aspect of concern, but, uh, you know, one of these days you're going to turn on the news, just one of these days you're going to turn on the news and you say, Hey, forget about all the crime, the politics, but an asteroid's about to hit us. Um, asteroid 2023 space rock passes closer than some satellites uh, this past week. I mean, look at that. I mean, look how close we are to a major fucking problem. You know, a Whoa. real problem. Um, you know, where's Bruce that, Willis when we need him? <laughs> yeah. Uh, if, if that asteroid attack comes with a power ballad from Aerosmith, I say let it hit the earth. And I don't want to <laughs> miss a thing. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, speaking of not missing a theme, who farted? Fart seems to erupt on The View. That's uh, Steve's favorite show, The View. And, oh, yeah. uh, and the question is who or who dealt it? And uh, you be the judge, uh, Ben. Run the run the video here. Who farted? Wednesday's The View show had viewers in stitches after a loud fart noise was heard live on air. The farting accompanied a puddle of water in the middle of the room, which added to the chaos. But is I, it true that Trump had um, nuclear secrets? It's been reported, but we don't know the specifics. But just real quick, I was. <laughs> oh. It... Oops! Who did it? Look at Joy. Look at Joy. Look. That didn't. That didn't <laughs> sound like a fart to me. I, first, that I thought it was the like chair a moving. A leather chair. Yeah. That yeah. Sound like uh, that. Yeah. Then again, I've well, never heard one of... pretty women fart. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've smelt them, but I've never heard them. Um, I've had, I've had it. That was a deal breaker. I was dating this girl one time, and she farted on the airplane, and everybody kept looking at me, thinking it was fucking me, because she was just a little petite girl. And we got back home. I dro- dropped. Went back and never called her again. She called, what happened? It was, I'm like, I'm, I never told her, but I just. It, it was, was that ghost fucking... that came out of your ass. That's why I ghosted you. <laughs> the ghost. <laughs> and dude, it was rancid. It was the worst smell in the world. So um, I think it was Whoopi. She farted on, on stage before. And, uh, you know, Whoopi's another one who just came out. You know, the over-under. What is the over-under on Whoopi apologizing this year? You know, she apologized for all her. The Holocaust was racist. She apologized three or four times last year. Now she comes out and says, this year she goes, what's it going to take? White people to get the shit beat out of them by cops before people care? And somebody needs to tell Whoopi that white people get the shit beat out of them by cops all the time. They just don't fucking put it on news. <laughs> it's just not newsworthy. I mean, it fucking happens every fucking day, Whoopi. You know, white people getting the shit kicked out of them. Trust me. And uh, no one gives a care. Whoopi to and Joy Reid go at it. I'll, that'd be the cage match that I would yeah. like to see. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Um, this is a touching story. Uh, caught on camera, a moment Florida cops arrest a woman who allegedly shot her, her husband of 50 years in the hospital bed because he was terminally ill. Fair, not fair. What well, do you think? They were, they were married 50 years. Uh, give it a couple more days. He would have shot himself. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. I'm surprised he lasted. Well, that you know, long. he knew he knew he was dying, and it was his last chance to get her. 
So he, he said, hey, shoot me, knowing yeah. that she would go to death row. So yeah. that, this was all his doing. Yeah. yeah. It's like, his, you know, my thing is, is how they were both like in their 80s, been married 50 years. How do you make it through 70, 80 years of life and through that many years of marriage with like such horrible problem solving skills? Like yeah. that's the go to. You know, uh, shoot me here in the hospital in front of everyone because, you know, like there's there's not like a holistic doctor with some like magic mushrooms. that will like, you know, yeah. out in a couple of days or you can't find go to a state where there's a Dr. Kevorkian working, you know, on uh, or something like that. Or or, you know, get like some one of those groups that will help you die with dignity. You know, those uh, right. To, yeah. You know, like, hey, 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 honey, why don't you go back in the truck? And get that hog leg and just finish me off. And then you be at the cracker barrel before you know it. I mean, I don't understand like that. They think that that, that that's a way to solve the problem. Well, he yeah. might have been saying, I wish somebody would kill me for 50 years. <laughs> He's like, she shot me 49 years too fucking late. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's great. Well, Jackie, um, but in all fair, all all fairness to the woman, I think that the 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 trauma or the tragedy of what there's got to been some kind of psychological component that she went over the edge, watching him go through all this. Oh yeah, yeah. That 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 at the end that she just kind of snapped too, because no, no one thinking clearly, and you know people don't when they're grieving don't think clearly. But I think yeah. you know there's something going on there that where she snapped herself that she would do it. Yeah, yeah, but can't I think, you see? I, think, I mean, I, my my parents were married just short of seventy years. I oh, I wow. can I can imagine. Can you imagine caring about somebody that much that you didn't want to see them hurt? I mean, if yeah. like if you saw them hurting and in pain, and that you would love somebody so much, you're like, I don't care what happens to me. I'm doing this for you. Right, and then in that moment, I mean, I with somebody, you know. Uh, she, just, she wasn't thinking logically, like, hey, I'm doing this with a gun when there's other ways we could do this. You know, the, the, she yeah. wasn't thinking. No. Yeah. You know? well, well, now she's in I'm, jail. I'm, now, here's a situation where I'm glad that uh, that it looked like the officers that intervened took some time to handle this situation. You know, mm -hmm. like they didn't, you know, they, 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 somebody must have told them the context of what happened. And so it looked like they went out of their way to, 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 to talk to a woman out of, even though they had, in the end, they had to use like a, a, a stun grenade, you know, um, but well, she's uh, only it, alive because she's white. Yeah, that's it. It's not that she's 98 fucking thousand years old. Uh, it's that uh, she's a white woman. Um, and that's probably what happened. Um, otherwise, uh, they, you know, they should have just, you know, the cops just said, you know what, we got to prove that we're not racist. Let's just beat the shit out of this lady. That's Rodney King, this lady. <laughs> <laughs> pull her through the hospital and drag her around and and hang her from a tree. Um, all right. So uh, speaking of unnecessary, See the way to put up with Jeff? <laughs> um, this is a great story. Oh. A and W announces polarizing bear mascot will now wear pants. Yep, there he is. Oh. Look at him. Well, that was a troll, though, right? That wasn't. That was somebody uh, believing a post that wasn't real. Oh, was that, it? Okay, well. Yeah, A&W really didn't release that. Oh, okay. Well, let's move on to the next story then. Thank yeah. you for <laughs> seeing through that shit. 
uh, Houston woman well, who allegedly read con- it you sent me. You didn't read it before you sent it to me. <laughs> well, I, I read it, but I did remember I re- read that part of it. But you know, I, I thought it was you know because they they showed another another picture with him with pants on. Um, you know what I mean? Like, and then of course the M M&M and M people, you know, they, they, they did, they took the high heel shoes off the green M M&M and M. Right. So that, that was a response to that. This was like oh, okay. a, a comedian or somebody that was like trolling. It was a fake news. It was a fake press release making fun of that whole M M&M and M situation. Gotcha. Now let's, let's, let's be honest about M M&M. and M. This whole thing is, you know, the, they, they, M M&M and M went woke, you know, they went woke. And and now they've decided that they need to back off a little bit, so they're going to hire uh, a person of color to take care of the promotion. But let's be honest about it all: it's just a candy-coated piece of chocolate. I don't care if I get the generic <laughs> from the Dollar Tree; it tastes exactly the same as M M&M. and M. I don't understand why people even give a shit about M M&M. and M. And I never understood why why M and M's felt that they need to, you know, sexualize their characters or personify their characters to the extent that they did. I mean, candy sells itself. You yeah. know? Right. I mean, I, I. You know, I mean, I even I even go back to my car and get a handful of change for for peanut M and M's. What's oh going to happen when Reese starts to remove their pieces? Right. Yeah. Yeah, listen. When they when they start talking about M and M's, I said, "Look, you had me at M, okay? I was ready to go just with the M. I didn't need the M and M. I just got the M. I'm good." Uh, our last story for uh, did you hear? Houston woman who allegedly contracted uh, Houston women who a- allegedly contracted STDs from a janitor file lawsuit. Seems this guy had too much time in his hands, and uh, I guess he peed in the, their liquids and stuff, and causing all these women that you know. Could you imagine the husbands of these women? You've been fucking around. You call, it wasn't me. It was the janitor who peed in my fucking drink. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of questioning there for husbands have to worry about. Well, they they I saw that story and I, he was actually like putting his wing ding in in their drinking bottles and stuff too. So it wasn't yeah. just in the water. He was making full contact. You know, he was making as his dick as a twirler, huh? As a, as a stir. Um, yeah, you know. I mean, that, 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 that to me, see if anybody's going to be shot, that guy, you know what I mean? Cause you think about the work that goes into this, you know, that's the guy at work that should get shot. That's poetic justice, right? Guy comes in to yeah. shoot up a store and ends up shooting the guy that just gave all the chicks STDs. That's poetic justice. Well, I, that's what I didn't get it from the toilet seat. I got it from the guy that cleans the toilet seat. <laughs> that's like when I blamed uh, me when I was cheating on my ex-girlfriend one time, she, She's like, what are all these long black hairs doing? I said, oh, the guy who comes and exterminates the apartment's got long hair. It's not the girl, <laughs> not the girl I'm fucking. Um, any rate. All right. Uh, let's associate, fellas. We'll wrap up the show with this. We got a few things. If you ever remember the game, the word association game, which is I say big, you say tall or whatever. So I'm going to I'm gonna give you guys one each. And then uh, you, a quick thought, a feeling, whatever. It could be a word. And uh, let's start with Jeff. Um, Jeff, the word popularity uh popularity if i had had it in high school i never would have became a comedian there you go uh steve uh owning up owning up oh wow it's that's not a word that's a phrase um, <laughs> well you could can... owning owning up 
well, I guess I guess I would have to. Uh, uh, I don't know. I've never been All stumped right, in my life. Him. How did this happen? You, I, I, I can't believe you didn't say, I you know, the... I, I've never been in a loss for words in my life. And I'm like, owning up. <laughs> well, owning up. I don't know. Own up to what? You I don't... Can... But you know what? Uh... You know what, Steve? You just owned up to the fact that you didn't have an answer for that. So you just owned He's... up. He is not perfect. He is not Thank perfect. Thank you, Jeff. Yes, it took two of I you. Two words. It takes two up. comics. It took two comics yeah. to come up with two word phrase. Um, all right. Uh, here's another one here, Jeff. Uh, out of line. Uh, out of line? Yeah. Uh, about every question that you asked me over this past hour. All right. I'm going to give you an easier one, Steve. Uh, Beefy. Beefy. What is it? Beefy. Beefy. Oh, I'm going to have to go with the beefy five-layer burrito from Taco Bell. He loves his Taco Bell, Steve. Last time we were together, we had to stop at a Taco Bell. We ate it a lot. Yes, we got a ton of Taco We spent like $30 in fucking Taco Bell. Between the, I couldn't believe it. I never had that eye of a bill from Taco Bell. <laughs> the beefy. Um, um, all right, uh, Jeff, bright-eyed. Uh, bright-eyed. Okay, uh, bushy-tailed. All right, there you go. And uh, Steve, spectacular. I am going to have to go with the clothes that Jeff Shaw wears on stage. There you go. Oh, it is spectacular. You. He, I don't you know, know every time I see him, jackets, I, they are spectacular. Oh, they are. And every wow. time, fuck, every time I see Jeff I on stage and I think about what I wear on stage, I'm like, God, no wonder I'm not on a cruise ship. No wonder I'm not getting you know, a year out. If anything, if I got anything out of this uh, podcast, um, other than three new followers, um, is the fact that uh, I just learned that uh, my old friend Steve McGrew has been uh, been watching what I've been up to lately. I, I've never been so flattered. We'll see. But, hey, you put po- I, I follow you, so if you post something, it's getting seen. Okay. Well, you know what? Uh, when we put the band back together, I'm gonna I'm gonna lend you a couple of my jackets. Sweet, sweet. <laughs> there you go. But you have to promise me that you're gonna sell your guitars and get a drum set and be our front guy. Yes, you got On it. A stage that looks like it. a horseshoe. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all we have time for here on the Wake Up Play with Dougie Show. It's been great to have Mr. Steve Mudflat McGrew and, of course, Jeff Shaw. And you guys can catch them on cruise ships and around the country. Uh, real quick, Jeff, anywhere, any quick way to get a hold of you? Get your stuff. Uh, yeah, uh, comedianjeffshaw.com. And if you live in um, the Lowell, Arkansas area, I'm going to be uh, the 10th and 11th at the Grove in Lowell, Arkansas. It's a it's a comedy oasis in in Arkansas. I heard it's amazing. You you've played yeah, there before, haven't you? Um, yeah, Steve, have you played Steve? there? I have not, but I've heard about it. I've heard it's really good because I do Little Rock, and the the rumor is you you got to go. This place is awesome, you know. Yeah, well, I'll right. I'll I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll I'll mention you to the, to the to the owner. Yeah, definitely. 
Absolutely. And when I and tell Steve... them that you're willing to wear one of my jackets, that'll seal the deal. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Steve? How can we find you? I always just uh, say Google Steve McGrew, but you can always find me at stevemcgrew.com. That's got everything. There you go. And uh, be sure to catch these fellows when they're out there. They are funny. As for me, uh, this week on th Tuesday through Sunday, I'm going to be at the L.A. Comedy Club opening for Quinn Dale at the uh, Stratosphere Hotel. So be sure to catch that. I'm going to be in San Luis Obispo the 23rd of February through the 26th, participating in the San Luis, the SLO Comedy Festival. Go to DougieAlmeida.com for more dates. And God willing, we'll have another. We're going to keep this rotation going. We're going to try to keep this regular going. Although next week I'll be out of town, so we won't have a show next week. But stay tuned for more shows right here, right at the same spot. God bless, be kind, and don't give money to bums. Yeah. <laughs>